0: Tuesday Business with Quinovic, providing a better rental experience for all. Call 0800-QUINOVIC. Time to talk business with New Zealand herald Wellington Business Editor, Janae Tiptrani. Good morning, Janae.
1: Good morning, Nick. How are you?
0: I'm great, thanks. Had a couple of days off. Feel a little bit uh, excited to be back at work. We're well, very excited to be back at work and feeling good. Um, bit concerned about Melbourne. I didn't think Melbourne had the buzz that it had a couple of years ago, so I think it feels a little bit like Wellington.
1: Oh really? Did you? Um, were you in the CBD or, or?
0: I was. I was in the. I was in the CBD. I was staying out in the in the burbs, but I spent a lot of time in the CBD. I was only there for the weekend. It just felt, in talking to people as I do, uh, it felt like they were a little bit sort of beat up as well.
1: Mm, yeah, the trip that I had to Australia earlier this year for work to Sydney and Melbourne felt the same. Actually, I didn't spend much time there, but I didn't think it was it was booming or bustling. Mm.
0: No, and so, I, was there, I was there at election time too, and, oh, Daniel got through again. Mm,
1: yeah, and no, I suppose it's taking us all a while to, um, to get back into things, but, you know, the, the Reserve Bank Governor says we have to cut back, back our spending, so yes. <laughs> that's not great.
0: No, no, okay. The Retirement Commissioner is calling for the Asset Cap on Accommodation Supplement to rise from around about $8,000 to more than $40,000. What on earth is behind this?
1: Yeah, so every three years, the um, Retirement Commissioner does a big review of our retirement um, policy settings. And she noted that actually this asset test um, that they use to see if you can get extra um, money to pay for your accommodation if you're on super, this test hasn't been changed in 30 years. So Jane Wrightson reckons it should be lifted because currently there are a bunch of people who don't have much money. They're on superannuation and they're struggling to cover, you know, to cover the rent or cover their mortgage repayments. So she she thinks that we need to make that test a bit more, you know, loosen it so that more people can qualify for this extra um, support. And actually, she notes that this will this will probably become a problem in the future because by 2048. Forty um, percent of the population over sixty-five are expected to be renting, so that's that's twice as many as is currently the case. Yeah. So you know, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of money that you have to find, and if you don't have savings on on top of super, you know, it's pretty tough.
0: Well, they're talking about eight thousand dollars worth of assets. I mean, you know, that's a TV, a, a couch, and a bed.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I don't know exactly how they measure it, but I, one thing which I do know is that they actually consider if you if you're accessing your KiwiSaver, then that's considered cash as well. So I think that means a lot of people won't qualify for that extra supplement. And in fact, you know, she said it's only uh, what is it four or five percent uh, of of people actually qualify. Um, you know, superannuities. So, so that's one of her key recommendations. And I think this is a, a, a fundamental one because we have fewer people owning their homes and, and more of our incomes are being eaten up uh, paying rent or, or paying for our mortgages. Interestingly, also, Jane Wrightson in her uh, report believes that the, the age of um, eligibility for, for super should remain at 65. Uh, her predecessor thought it should be lifted. So, so that's an interesting. Um, Change there.
0: You see, I I strongly believe, and I'm of the age where I should be concerned about this. I strongly see, re- reckon it should be actually sixty-seven or sixty-eight, unless you've worked physical work all your life and your body's stuffed, and you know your hands are gone, and you 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 know. I understand that, but surely. Uh, If you didn't, if you if you if you're sitting in an office or you're doing it, you're eating well and living well at 65, you're still a reasonably fit young person.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think that's where the difficulty is, from the government's perspective, is trying to create a policy that, uh, you know, can meet a number of people's needs. Because as you say, if you've been doing physical labour, you, you can't keep doing that. But if you do what I do, which is, you know, sit in front of a computer all day, then surely you should be able to keep working. And I think working keeps you, yeah, Working is really good, you know, it keeps you connected to people and um keeps your mind going and and all that sort of thing. But I don't know how you'd make a policy. I I think it would be very difficult to say you get, you know, person A can get super, but person B needs to work two more years. What did the
0: commissioner actually come up with?
1: Right, so she's got a range of things here. A large part of what she's saying is also that we need to um, improve retirement outcomes for women because the gender pay gap, uh, you know, means that at retirement, women have less savings you know, women take time out to look after children um, and, you know, don't take as many risks in terms of, you know, with investments. So, so that's a, a key focus of her saying if we if we narrow that gender pay gap, then by the time women get to retirement, they'll be at a, a, in a better position. Um, also ensuring key, we say that contributions are maintained during periods of parental leave. That's another recommendation here. Another one that's quite interesting that I think is a a bigger picture one, she says that we need to stimulate interest in building accessible and appropriately sized housing for retirees. You know, we have an ageing population and we need to think about whether we're building the right sort of houses to accommodate uh, for that, that cohort of people.
0: You see, that's one thing that Australia do right. They actually build like units at the back, or beneath, or above their homes that can be like a ten teenagers when they you know going to university or something their own little space. But converse to that, when the parents get older, they can live in them, live in it. I think that's a really good idea. Anyway, let's yeah. change. Let's move on. The new data is supporting commentary from the banks that they're well placed to support households facing rising interest payments. I've always wondered how much banks actually ever do to help?
1: Well, that is a good question. And it's been interesting to see the New Zealand Banks Association come out after the Reserve Bank lifted the OCR even more and, and say, look, we will be here to help you, and if you are having trouble, come and talk to us. So I really wanted to highlight those comments, just to put them on record while the times are still kind of good. So that in a year or two's time, we can go back and check if banks are in fact sticking by their customers, and we can say, "This is what you said at you know twenty twenty two. You said you were going to be there. Are you still there, sticking by them?" Um, but yeah, interestingly, I was interested in in, in what portion of uh, mortgage lending is on interest only, because. As people will be aware, if you run into trouble repaying your mortgage, you might switch to interest only for a short time if interest rates are high or if something happens in your life that makes it difficult to, to pay principal and interest. And I was heartened to see that the portion of mortgage lending that's interest only is at a record low. So, that, you know, that sort of signals to me that there's room for banks to do more interest-only lending if they really need to and if people are really struggling. What concerns uh, me know. with that
0: one, Janae, is that is that's on your record. And, and I know for a fact that it – because during COVID, I had to to interest-only, you know, just straight away because I panicked. Um, didn't need to, but I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I contacted them about doing something else, couple of months ago, first thing that came up was, oh, you went to interest only. What happened there? What was your situation there? I said, oh, it wasn't my situation. It was a situation called COVID. And they said, didn't you make allowances for it? And I said, well, we didn't know. I didn't need it. Right. but You know what I mean? But they weren't right. too keen to, to talk about that. Anyway, right. um, it's, but, a, it's an it, interesting it's fact, though, isn't it? it?
1: It is. It is. And and so some of the figures are you know, 23% of new mortgage lending in October was interest only. A large portion of that, I'm guessing, will be um, investors. They tend to use interest only more than owner-occupiers. And 18% of the stock of mortgage lending across the country was uh, interest only. So in the past, that that has got up to about 29%, 27%. Those were some of the highs. So that there, there is capacity there for banks to move a little bit. But actually, uh, CoreLogic Chief Connors Calvin Davidson, he, he said to me, and this is very true, he said, what matters most is what happens next. So that was the situation in October and, and September, what happens going ahead. And, and he anecdotally, the there has been an undercurrent of borrowers moving on to interest only, starting to feel the pressure. So we'll just have to keep, keep watching that. Things are moving quite quickly.
0: From, from, I sat next to an economist or intellect from coming out to do some work for New Zealand government from Australia, and he kept saying to me, beware of next winter. Beware of yeah. next winter was his view. Um, I think that's when it's going to get really tough.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because for a lot of people, they might still be on those low mortgage rates. You know, they might have fixed for a couple of years back in 2020. And so they're not going to feel the pinch until until that rolls over. But something I think the thing really here is that people are going to feel this very differently, because if you have lots of debt and you bought recently, you're a recent first home buyer, you you're going to get slammed if you have a very large mortgage because those rates are going to bite more. But for a lot of people, their mortgages are quite small. You know, If you have a $100,000 mortgage, you, you, you're not going to feel that increase as much. And the same thing with this looming recession. If people lose their jobs, if people with tenuous links to their jobs that are going to feel it. it, might be women, Maori Pacific Island people, these were the people that took the hit first. In 2020, and and I, I fear that they'll be the the ones to take their, the the hit first. Again, you know, J- we're not all going to feel this recession in the same ways.
0: I think we're all going to feel it, though, know Just my yeah. personal opinion. Uh, uh, just quickly, this morning we've been talking about a new fund available for retailers to combat crime. What did you make of that announcement?
1: Look, I think that no amount of money is ever going to be enough for the people at the coalface here, those shop owners who, who are suffering. I haven't looked into the detail enough and I really do think it's a very complicated issue so it's it's difficult to look at a pot of money and go is that enough isn't it how's that going to work but you know it does seem like if you if you make put bollards in front of shops and have those um horns and the shops that, that go off if, if you know there's a break in those sorts of things if, if the government can help fund them that that seems like it it makes sense it's interesting, actually, Nick, that there seems to be a bit of a, a, a difference across regions when it comes to these ram raids. It's a much bigger problem in Auckland than, than here in Wellington.
0: Well, that's just based on population, though, isn't it, Janae? I mean, it's it's yep. bigger and it's probably the ethnicity of the population as well. New yeah. Zealand, thanks, Janae. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, New Zealand Herald, Wellington Business Editor, Janay Tiptrainee. Tuesday Business with Quinovik providing a better rental experience for all call 0800 Quinovik